Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, so an impromptu uh, PHLY Sixers podcast because there was a Damian Lillard trade as we were literally, well, not we, I was probably a little later than Kyle, as I was driving back from the PHLY Studios podcast. So we will, uh, I guess we will have a quick reaction here. We'll obviously have more to discuss tomorrow when we've had a little more time to think about it and really break down the particulars and how this impacts the Sixers. But I guess initial, why don't you break it down for everyone who's going where, what the general gist of it is, Kyle? Yeah, so this is, I guess, the the broad framework of it right now. Damian Lillard goes to the Milwaukee Bucks is obviously the big component. Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, one unprotected Milwaukee first and unprotected Milwaukee swap rights in two different years, 2028, 2030, go to Portland. And the Phoenix Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Yeah, I will say my snap reaction to this is that I love it for Milwaukee, obviously. I just think that they sort of looked like a team where the walls were closing in a little bit, that they'd run out of runway to some extent, and not a lot of flexibility, obviously some limitations offensively when you get to the playoffs that I think Dame solves almost by himself. Dame now gets to be what I think he probably was always destined to be as like an elite number two on a contender. You know, it it depends on what part of the game you're talking about. Giannis, the better two-way guy, Dame as a crunch time offensive leader, all that stuff, a more bulletproof offensive resume in fourth quarters. I think that works great. I think, you know, they still have Middleton. He now becomes a, a great, probably was the, like a pseudo two, three, depending on the night, but now is like a clear cut number three on a team that has the clear cut one and two. I think that works better for him. Everybody else, I, I'm a little confused at what they were going for. I would say the Portland component, I'm willing to wait and see what they do with Drew Holiday, who we're going to get to on a Sixers note in a second, but I don't love the return there. You would have liked to get more draft picks and more draft rights. And it looks almost like they prioritized the middle ground a little more and staying competitive rather than, Hey, we're just going to tank and and prioritize our own draft picks in the future. And then Phoenix, like I don't like Nurkic at all at this point. I think he can't move. I do I do think getting some other rotation guys on a team that is so loaded with stars as they are, maybe that ends up working out for them. I think Nasir Little is interesting. Grayson Allen certainly 
gives them more shooting on top of all the shooting they already have. But yeah, love it for Milwaukee. Not sure on everybody else. Yeah, I think here's a spoiler warning. I think the team that is going to have Dame and Giannis did really well for themselves. <laughs> That's the kind of reason you come to uh, you come to PHLY Sixers. I mean, look, I think from the from Milwaukee's perspective, it's pretty obvious. Giannis gave them the, the you know the recent comments where you know he would like to stick in Milwaukee, but he wants to win a title. Yeah. If there that goal doesn't line up, then he'll look elsewhere. It was a pretty clear shot. Like, hey, we need to do whatever we can. And I feel like for the past couple of years. And yeah, they had that title run, but other than that, we've been saying, oh, Drew's great, but they're probably relying on him offensively a little bit too much. Well, when you can drop in a person who you can rely on like that offensively with the defense they've built around them, that's a, a, a real good fit. And, you know, one of the concerns with Lillard is he's got that big contract. He's got those years left. You don't know how he's going to age. That was a very similar concern with Drew. You know, Drew is 33. Um, he's got... Two years left on his contract. Next year is a player option. He's probably going to decline that. Even if he's not going to get more money for next year, he wants that long-term deal in place. So you expect him to decline that player option. That next contract Drew gets is going to be very concerning. It's it's not going to be one that you're completely comfortable with. But the Bucks were in a hard spot because they had to keep him around if they wanted to keep Giannis around. Well, yeah. if you're going to commit to an aging guard anyway, Lillard is better at the stage of his career. Sure, maybe he, the, the scoring small guard doesn't age all that well, but considering where Giannis is at and with the way you struggled offensively in the playoffs, I think it's pretty clear slam dunk. So Portland is the other real interesting, and you're right, from Phoenix's perspective, like you just got the sense that they wanted to, you know, Aiton wasn't going to be happy in the role. They wanted to move on. I don't necessarily think Nurkic is the right person to move on for. They got some other pieces. Maybe it works out. Who knows? The other real interesting spot, I think, really is Portland, and you would go, yeah, I kind of expect them to get a little bit more in terms of like draft equity or, or young players. But I think there's still a very key component. Drew Holiday, you don't expect to stay around at all there. So what do they end up getting for him? You're a little surprised it's not announced at the same time that the game trade is, but it's really hard to evaluate that until that does you know, eventually get resolved. Yeah, and so shortly before we started recording, I shared via Twitter, I talked to some people, and I... I think the Sixers are going to be one of those teams that are in on Drew Holiday. They're at least interested in trying to acquire him. Now, what I would say is that there will be a pretty big market for him yep. amongst teams trying to compete right now. I think if you look at Miami specifically as the dust settles here and they get left out of the Dame Lillard sweepstakes, I think you could argue Dame, or Drew makes as much, potentially even more sense than Dame would have in Miami as a, look, he, he's kind of a, a heat type player, right? Like a defensive minded. Now, can you imagine, can you down, imagine Bam, Jimmy and Drew defensively? That would be incredible. Oh, I mean, in a playoff series, they would be an absolute bear to play against. And so I think the heat will probably consider, you know, what can we take from that package we would have offered for Dame? What are we comfortable sending to Portland now? to get Drew Holiday instead. And so the Sixers, who I think are interested, are going to have to compete with offers like that, certainly offers from you know, maybe the Lakers or a team like that gets in the mix there. You make some sense there. But the other component of it is I kind of suspect that's not even – the, the conclusion a lot of people jumped to with the Sixers was, well, maybe you fold that into a James Harden trade, and it's James to L.A., Stuff and Drew to – 
Philadelphia, and then I don't know what goes to Portland, maybe picks, maybe some of that stuff gets split up. I almost think that's more of a candidate for a Tobias trade, that that might be the path you try to take there. But it, it's a little too early to try to – obviously, there are going to be a lot of teams calling Joe Cronin and the Portland Trailblazers to try to see what it's going to take to get Drew. I just I think the Sixers will be – they might not be at the top of the list. They're going to be very close. Yeah. And look, the Sixers obviously don't have a ton in terms of assets. You know, they have that, I believe it's the 2029 first round pick they can trade. I will say the league probably values that 2029 pick, especially if you put light protections on it pretty well, because I think everyone realizes the Sixers and the post and bead in this, you know, hypothetical post holiday scenario, there's a chance that could be a high value pick, but it's the only one they have to give up. Maybe you can get one back from James Harden. At this point, we don't even know if that's true, if that is on the table. Um, but with two picks and salary filler, I don't know. I don't know. I, Drew's market, I think, is tough. I think almost every contender, especially one that doesn't have a lot invested in their point guard, which, you know, contenders tend to have good point guards, but regardless, everyone would be interested in Drew Holiday. I think there is a little bit of concern with that next contract, with what he will be making in a year or two at his age, at what you expect to be the start of his decline. I think there's some concern there for sure but I think the market will be pretty robust. Well, and so if, if you're thinking of thinking about it from the Sixers perspective, I think you could say, look, if becoming a title contender rests in many ways on Tyrese Maxey making a leap and, and becoming a better playmaker and doing all the things we've talked about extensively on the podcast, I think that in theory, Drew is a perfect sort of compliment to him if Tyrese can make that leap, he can take the defensive assignments that Tyrese is not really capable of. He's a very versatile guard in a lot of ways. You can run some offense through him. You can play him off the ball. He's big. He's long. I know he's slowing down athletically, obviously, but I, I do think there's a set of skills there that should be able to hold up okay as he goes into his mid and, and late thirties. It's not an ideal scenario. And you are not, if you were to flip Harden and it becomes part of that sort of deal, he is certainly not making up the playmaking that you're no. losing with James. He's more of a, you can get away with some of it during a game, but he is not an end of game, run the offense through this guy type of player. Has not been really most of his career, I wouldn't say. It's more that you're getting a two-way guy and maybe you're just trying to assemble a team that has as many of those types of players around Joel Embiid, it would be a big bet on Joel finally taking that step as a playoff end game scorer, and certainly a big bet on Maxi making that leap. Yeah. I mean, defensively, that pairing is like, if you were looking for a guy to compliment Maxi defensively, Drew is about as good as you can get six, three, but plays bigger than that. Strong long wingspan, really, really good as an all around defender. Terrific. Really as an all around defender. Um, Offensively, there certainly would it would not be perfect. You get a good shooter like he's made, especially over the last couple of years. He's made a lot of, you know, he's not maybe the quite the volume you would want. I think he's right around five to six per game, but he shoots at a high percentage. Uh, he can shoot off the dribble, off the catch, he can play on ball, off ball. Certainly, you don't have quite the high level playmaker you would ideally have. Uh, you don't necessarily solve all of those concerns, but when you're looking at sort of the shit sandwich the Sixers have been given with the James Harden situation, this would be a pretty good out. In that regard and this is a guy who without this trade you know if, if drew holiday isn't traded off of the bucks he does not become available 
So I think there's one way because, you know, Milwaukee needed to keep him around long term. Um, they needed to keep Giannis happy. The only reason he's available is he was upgraded essentially with Dame Lillard. So if you're going to have, you know, if the Dame trade was going to leave one of two players, Tyler Hero or Drew Holiday available, this is probably a pretty good outcome for the Sixers. Now, that being said, Milwaukee's going to be fucking amazing. So this isn't necessarily oh, good yeah. news for the Sixers in that regard. No. I think Milwaukee with Dame is going to be better than Miami with Dame would have been. Um, that's a real tough out. Add that to a really tough out <clears throat> in the Boston Celtics. The Sixers have some ground to cover. But Drew becoming available, if the Sixers have a chance to get him, and again, I think the market's going to be pretty robust for him. But if they have a chance to get him, that's a pretty good, at least, tertiary benefit for the Sixers. So I would also say, and we touched on Miami some, I am laughing at all their media members and certainly their fans who thought this was a foregone conclusion that Dame Lillard would end up in Miami. I think that part is pretty hysterical. I do think it, what if Pat Riley now looks at this situation in front of him and says, okay, Dame's out. What about James Harden? And or, I know, or, that- or how long do we wait for Joel Embiid? That's, that's also a fair point. I think, you know, look, Milwaukee now, as if they're not the the clear East favorite, they're certainly, it's them in Boston are like a 1A, 1B, and it's going to depend on how the smart Porzingis swap works out for them. But if you're looking at them and you view them as the cream of the crop in the East, the onus is on everyone else. That That's Miami. That's Philadelphia. It's a team like Cleveland to say, okay, well, how do we get into that stratosphere? And so a team like Miami that was already kind of thinking about all these picks and what are we going to do with them and are we going to cash everything in for Dame and where do we draw the line? Well, now that they have to actually compete against Dame just to come out of the conference and it's Dame and Giannis, I wonder if you can goad them into, hey, we'll flip you, James. And But I wasn't even thinking about the Joel angle. But I, I don't mean, think it's really, I think it's more like something fans will panic about because I don't think Joel could be coming to Scranton will be on the timeline that Miami needs. I think Miami right now is probably going to panic a little bit and yeah. look for something short-term, whereas Joel, even if he, just, let, let's say because now you've got two teams in front of him in Boston and Milwaukee, that pathway becomes a little murkier. Maybe Joel gets frustrated. That would be a six-month to a year timeline at the earliest. And I think Miami probably needs to act before then. But I think it's something that's going to be brought up just because I think fans, and understandably so, um, might have a little bit of panic because you're looking at that Milwaukee team and for the next two to three years, that should be a juggernaut. Have you seen the Jimmy Butler video from Instagram yeah. yet, by yeah. the way, where he's the, tampering, get out of tampering here tampering allegations? Bullshit. Yeah. Miami He's might doing that with PJ than... Tucker too. Yeah. <laughs> Miami might tamper more than any organization in the entire league. So let's talk about pot meat kettle situation on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I'm I'm just happy that this is sort of not resolved because there's still a lot of pieces in the air, but that we have we can almost like move forward with the offseason. Uh, move forward with training camp, move forward with rumors and discussion. Uh, it is good to get this one off the board. Well, but now you say that now, I think the focus of the NBA rumor mill becomes James Harden. He's the biggest guy out there oh, yeah. at this point. So For sure. we in Philadelphia become kind of the center of the rumor universe. I've heard nothing necessarily shake loose in the you know hour since this news dropped. And there's, we're going to have to wait for the dust to settle a little bit, but I think this is a, this is a caliber of move that makes everybody sit up straight and, and think about 
know, what do we need to do to keep pace with these guys over the next couple of years? And so there might be some interesting things happening over the next, you know, call it month or so, but certainly ahead of this year's trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's probably it, right? I don't know if there's believe do a quick 15. Uh, yeah, I, you were in the car. I, I'm sure you probably almost crashed the car. Well, and it's funny because like the, the order of, of like notifications <laughs> that I see are all out of whack. So it's like Kyle talking about how we're going to plan to do a podcast. I'm like, a podcast about what? What do you mean? And then they <laughs> scroll through. It's like, oh, okay. Like literally pulling over at a side of the road to try to figure out what in the living heck is going on. Yeah, it's, you know, no big deal. Just a potentially history shifting trade happened while you're on the way home from us talking about Daryl Morey. Just happens all the time. Yep. All the time. All the time. Couldn't have happened a couple hours earlier. But what are you going to do? Where the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, look, tune in tomorrow. Uh, go to, you know, search out PHLY Sixers, podcast player, YouTube, wherever. We will certainly be talking about this along with Rich Hoffman uh, tomorrow during our show but just wanted to get some initial reactions up and we'll see where things go from here. Catch you guys later.